folks, welcome back to another episode of the Cast. We have a new segment uh, in the mix. We're reviewing films now, folks. We're taking doing little small review segments, just like our trailer talks, because we're taking over. Uh, and in today's episode, we have a special guest. You'll find out later in life when you need to know. <laughs> but the film that we attack head on is James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Yeah. And here we go. So what did you think? Do you think it was better than The Guardians? Or um, did you put it? Well, the way I saw it. What we call it? Yeah. Catalog. Where does it fall in the gun catalog at this particular moment? Well, I mean, the thing is that uh, I love the Guardians, and I the way I saw Suicide Squad is is Gun Unleashed. I mean, it's obvious that the producers kind of gave him full uh, full reign. I mean, he even in the interview said that you know. He can't if if someone doesn't like his like the film, he can't blame the producers because he said they gave me full reign, they let me do whatever, I didn't have any oversight. And I think it was very obvious watching the movie that was how it was. And I really liked it, uh, because I I thought it was like a trauma movie with a big budget. I mean, if you like Toxic yeah, Avenger and, and that kind of stuff I, I kind of felt it was like a trauma uh, film, you know, unleashed. And I really liked how how he did it. And I thought it was more true to the original comics than the uh, first one was. It had Lloyd in there. Have you read the, how much of, you, of the original comic have you read? I mean, I've, I've read like uh, maybe two, uh, two outings with the Suicide Squad over yeah, the years. See, I've, never, I've never had my hands on much of the original print. Yeah. The thing is, I mean, the Suicide Squad, the the concept really came from what I read was the fact that DC, as any other comic book uh, thing, is you have your main heroes. And you want to spice things up. So you create these villains, you know, these one-offs. And you occasionally get, like, a Joker or a Lex Luthor that become big hits. And then you have a lot of other ones that come in and, people don't care about or you don't really use. So they're like, okay, we got all these, you know, like C, D, E, F, G, uh, kind of like level villains that we don't really use. So they're like, how about we put them on the squad and just, you know, kill them off. And that's pretty much where the Suicide Squad came from was the idea is that, you know, use a lot of these villains that a lot of people don't either no, I really never got into, and just kind of like you know, just find a way to easily write off a bunch of them. Do we, and um, not to cut you off, but do we know yeah. does Suicide Squad come before Task Force X in in creation of timeline? Does it predate? Well, I mean, I always thought, I always thought, yeah, I always thought compared to that's coming next. I don't know how many years, but we'll see that soon too, and that'll be modern. Yeah. Well, okay. Suicide Squad, you know. Actually, uh, with Marvel is X Force. I think you're thinking is that. Of. What it Task- is X Force? Yeah, Task Task Force uh, Force X is is, is 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 the Suicide Squad. Okay. It's like yeah. another name. You got me. You know what I was trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with yeah, with Deadpool. I mean, if you I know, know Deadpool too. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah, but so. 
Well, like, I which mean, which came first is kind of what I was trying to. Who stole see, from who? Well, see, here's the thing. I mean, you sit down, you look at Marvel and DC, and you look at when they drop like Catwoman in DC, and then all of a sudden you got Black Cat in in Marvel. I mean, the thing is, the both of them, you know, stole from each other. I think a lot of times DC would come up with the character first, and then Marvel would take the idea and then, you know, well, put their spin on it. I mean, that's and sometimes I think it really. Yeah, I think I think DC has always been kind of the ones that come up with the characters, and then I mean. They come up with Aquaman. Then, you know, a few years later, you have Marvel with Namor, the Submariner. Let's talk you know? Aqualad. <laughs> Where so, did yeah. hear Aqualad? I heard something about Aqualad's coming up in something. something Could be. Yeah. They did Aqualad on the Titans TV show. Yeah. And it was horrible. Did you watch that? <laughs> I've seen pieces of Titans, yeah. Yeah, yeah well, all, all I have to say is that the Titans TV show is, is complete garbage. Uh, but I did like... Oh, um, Nightwing deserves <laughs> some love. The poor guy. Well, By the I last mean, episode, he got to wield his sticks. Come on, man. If you went all the way through... Well, uh, the first two seasons of the Titans that I saw, I just really couldn't get into it. It just didn't work for me. Um, I had low expectations for that, so that helped that over. Because you know, I joined the whole DC universe at the time for Swamp Thing, and then it ripped yeah. my heart out by canceling Swamp Thing. So I really didn't care about Titans or the what was the other one, Doom Patrol. They were throwing. Yeah, yeah. So, now Doom Doom Patrol, I enjoyed. I, I think Doom I, Patrol I was, was surprised. done best. I was surprised how good that was. I don't know where they're going to go with that if they bring that yeah. back. I don't see that. That ended with yeah. quite a thud. Yeah. Two seasons, two seasons, it, and COVID killed that season. Second season, it was to me, it was clear that season was cut short by they yeah. simply put out what they had. That was Brendan, was Fra- Brendan Fraser in that. It's yeah, voice. Brendan Fraser. He's like a comeback guy here. He just got cast in a movie and something. Else. Is, uh, but it was two big name directors just casted him in something. He still really let himself go. He'll work off yeah. it now. Now he'll play into it. I think they even but, had a picture of the Scorsese movie. It was like a 50s gangster heavy type. That's what it looked like. It looked like those fucking icebox type guys that you don't fuck with. Like, uh, what's that one? The, 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 the Saw Brothers. Which which movie is that where it's like these two, like the Pickaxe Brothers? It's. Um, yeah, it's like a lowbrow. It might be the funeral. I think it's the funeral. Abel Ferrara is the oh, funeral. Okay, yeah, yeah, I think so. It's the, I never finished that. It, great movie. Yeah, it, it's um, the dude in the dude in Dumb and Dumber who they give the hot pepper to and he dies. Yes, he, he yes. plays he he plays the the mob heavy and he's a perfect mob heavy dude because he's got oh, that yeah. face like he's got no emotion. Yeah. But yeah, Suicide Squad was yeah, good times. I, ne- I never really... I don't think I... Well, I did. I actually watched the one that everybody shits on, and it was what garbage. A, what about the freaking um, Pacific Rim reference? How did that leave okay. you? There's a uh, guy one up the... in here. Uh, like yeah. We're gonna oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Pacific Rim reference. Uh, Guillermo yeah. del Toro kiss of whatever you want to call that in the middle yeah, of yeah, his yeah. DC's... I mean, not... He put that in there for, I would yeah. assume, as a... I bet they're friendly. Yeah, I bet they're friendly. It's a yeah. respect. 
Well, I mean, I mean, that's another thing I enjoy about uh, the, the the movie itself and James Gunn is he definitely dropped a lot of things like that, which were you know obvious nods to either other filmmakers or I mean, he brought in uh, Techy or with Titi, uh, the guy who did um, Ratcatcher One, yeah, yeah, yep. and and oh, it was I fun. Adore, um, Ragnarok. Ragnarok. I, I love Ragnarok. I yeah, that was one of the. The funny thing is that actually James Gunn wanted him to be one of the main Suicide Squad members. But when he was doing it, uh, Kiki was uh, tied for another film, so he couldn't do it. But you know how things are. His film fell through, and at that time, James had already cast someone in the role he was going to give him. Mm. So he was like, I still want you in it. Here's a, a smaller little cameo role. And then he offered, of course, you know, Ratcatcher 1 to him. And, uh, but, you know, James, James really has, has a love not only for the characters and the source material, but he has a love for, you know, just film itself. And I think it really showed in that film. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's more that you can watch a couple times. Oh, yeah, for sure. On a side note, though, you, you're into the DC, you watch the Harley Quinn animated. Actually, funny that, funny that you said that because to get onto uh, to watch the Suicide Squad, I just signed up for HBO Max, and I had just finished watching the first season, you know, today, and I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, I actually loved it. I was sad when they said it was probably a two season end off. Uh, that's I, probably not to yeah, not to ruin it for you, but <laughs> damn, okay. The reason I bring it up was to draw the comparisons of King Shark. Yeah. Because everybody loves oh, yeah. King Shark and that. And I thought King Shark and, what is it, Clayface? Yeah. Some of the highlights of that. Oh, yeah. Particular they, animated. Yeah, they, they're the uh, great. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're great in Bane's that like uh, series. I was in the animated. You, you'd like it. But but I, I have to say, I, I mean, uh, taking that and then jumping to... The Suicide Squad itself, with you know, uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone is the voice, right. and um, I'm blanking on the actor's uh, name, but uh, uh, the guy uh, John, the one who says, "There's a kaiju up in here," he yeah. was actually King Shark physically on set. He was the uh, one the with the motion capture. Motion really? capture, yeah. Yeah. Buddy Andy, yeah, he, he was, yeah, he, he was, yeah, he was actually the on-set King Shark. Um, it, it, going on DB, uh, it, it'll have, have that down there, but yeah, so, so the guy, John, that, that says that, it actually was the physical embodiment of King Shark. On, Are you familiar on, with his work? The first time I've recognized him, I mean, I, haven't gone to check anything else that he's done. I might have seen him as something else, but I was wondering if he was the he dude from familiar. dude from the Sarah Silverman show. I think, I think, but I could. Well, be you know what? I yeah, can just check that out for yeah, you. Show. Wow, not the dramatic show. Is the Hawk familiar with Herman's Head? Um, uh, no, that's a new one on me. I never saw that TV that's show. A, that's uh, only William Ragsdale. Hmm. Now, you brought up your traumatized. You've seen Lloyd's cameo, right? Suicide Squad? Oh, yeah. And the bar scene. He's dancing with... Uh, he's dancing oh, yeah. with... Yeah. Uh, actually, you know, you know what's funny? Because you got him dancing there. But 
actually, there's also uh, one He's of those. He's another open, frame, too, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those blinker you mixes. As they're walking in, He's like right there. I think John Cena walks by and it's yes. like you see his his face right there. Yep. And it was like Uncle Lloyd. You gotta have Uncle Lloyd in there, yeah. Yeah. And like yeah, I said, good. I I mean I, I liked it. It was also uh it was smart to go uh, you know, R rated on that. Of uh, they didn't they didn't hold any, you know, punches. Um But like I said, I think I think that it was a. I, I think it was really good how how he he took it and played with it. I think everyone, and what I loved more than anything else was the fact that he throws in little things that you think is nothing. Yeah. For example, like javelin's javelin. Okay, okay, that he's a throwaway character, and you're kind of wondering why. Uh, why Harley's when now just carrying his up. javelin yeah. throughout the entire thing. And then of course at the end, you know, it's the one thing that, you know, you know, works to help uh end end the situation. Um plus also I love Idris Elba. Okay. Yeah. I think he was great yeah. as blood sport. And the, one of his best in a while. I mean if you yeah. I don't know if you're fast and furious, we want to go there, but he was the horrific bad guy of the bad one of the no no he's Hobbs good. and Shaw? He's the bad guy in Hobbs and Shaw. That yeah. was good. That's the Furious spinoff. So he had that. He had another lesser. He's had yeah. a few. He did not, that dark. Uh, not the level. Tower. Of, he was in Dark Tower. That was a failure. Yeah. But with him, I always hark back to the Wire. Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It always, oh, he's great actor. It always for sure. just, yeah. Oh, oh, you know his real accent too. When you look at the uh, canon of work there, yeah. yeah. But as of a character that I never saw coming, Bloodsport to that level because almost nobody recognizes Bloodsport. Yeah. Oh yeah. From his, I mean, his connection to Superman and such. Yeah, I mean, one of the the things that I loved in the movie was the relationship between him and, unfortunately, I don't know the actress's name off the top of my head. But the one who plays Ratcatcher too. Yeah, yeah. Was okay. that who? Yeah, I've never seen her before. Was she in? Uh, let's see. Give I me don't a know. second. Where was she? Where did he pick her from? Um, she, I don't know. Uh, but, a but guardian somewhere. Yeah, I'm sure he didn't pick her out of a hat. But yeah, yeah I'm she, sure she. Had a good I'm sure she's. Yeah, I mean the thing is, the two of them, I thought were great together. And as far as I'm concerned, I mean, nothing against any of the other actors or actresses. Mm. The two of them were like the standout uh, performers and characters in that film for me. I, like, I just they, thought... They had that two. emotional side story, though. That's yeah. why. They shine so much because he was looking for a daughter. She was looking for a father type deal. Yeah. You know what I mean? What'd you guys think of the, the you know, the big spoiler alert? Uh, if anybody's listening and hasn't seen the movie yet, stop listening now. Now everybody, all those, all those uh, Suicide Squad people be dead in the first 10 minutes into the movie. It, it's, it's funny because I have two feelings on this. Okay, yeah. two feelings. And one is, um, I think it was a really good move because... Uh, one of the problems when you have a movie with so many different characters that they want to try to it, it spreads the the uh, the plot too thin. Where you have too many characters, that's the problem. Where you had with like Spider Man three with uh, Sam Raimi, right. 
with, you know, all those villains, and then the same thing with Batman and Robin, and sometimes the plot gets muddled. Now... Horror stories right there, guys. Two in a row. Yeah. No sense to Sam Raimi. No sense to Sam Raimi. I don't even think we put Spider-Man 3 and Batman and Robin aren't even Batman and Robin. (laughs) Spider-Man, that's a... Yeah, I... But but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, where, yeah. where you have two Venom and but Sandman, two, yeah. two big villains for a movie. Plus plus also the thing what I thought really worked was the fact that he did have all these great you know you know kind of no name subpar villains and he got rid of them like all in like the first ten minutes. So it, so it gave the audience what they wanted, which was missing Orange. from the first. Yeah, carnage. Very, carnage. They, I mean, when you're watching the Suicide Squad, you you need a death count. You need a high death count. You can't have like in the uh, original one, only two people died. Okay, in this one, you got you know a good chunk of the initial you know roster all wiped out because you don't expect them. It's good writing because you weren't expecting like Rooker to die. You, I well, think you, you don't expect Rooker to die the way he did. That was the thing. <laughs> that I mean, early in the movie, yeah. yeah. You figure they're going to yeah. draw him up to be a... Yeah. Like and, he, and he killed off his brother's character, too. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? Well, I don't well, know what that, the intention with the weasel is. The weasel has... I'm sure that has bigger plans down the road. Oh, yeah. uh, I don't know what exactly. Well, I mean, I mean, you gotta give James Gunn credit because not only did he give his brother the weasel, but he's also the calendar man in one quick scene. I uh, forget who he like makes fun of someone. He's in the prison. He has like yeah. power tattooed across his head or something like something weird like that. Yeah. He has the dates. That's uh, how you know oh, he's yeah, a yeah. calendar man. You know, like uh, okay, like May, June, July, all that. I mean, that's and if you look at IMDb, he's also listed as calendar man. But I mean, the thing is that it's also guarantees, if nothing else, that if he does a sequel, his brother gets another paycheck. You know, uh, even if it's yeah. for a day. You know. Didn't you have a speculation about uh, taking a shot today or there? Oh, I spoke with uh, oh, yeah, Rocky when you were gone about that. Right, I yeah. think he did take a, a semi shot, maybe not just today or about this is his first DC movie, and this is like that's how you guys made your movies. That's why he killed all his characters. Yeah, I don't know. This is something about the intro when you finally see his Suicide Squad with Bloodsport and King Shark walk out of that water. That yeah. you feel like the ten minutes before you was just playing with something. Yeah, this yeah. movie here. This is what. This is my suicide well, this I think yeah. this film was also good. He kind of get that. And then he kind of handpicked. He kept Harley. He kept Marvel Robbie as Harley Quinn. That's basically the only one he kept. He killed everybody else off even halfway through the movie. In the end, the only one he kept from the first Suicide Squad was her. Yeah. And basically, and, if she wasn't as big as she is, he probably would have killed her too. She became yeah. big. That's true. For the, That's true. I mean, she's huge now. The gun, I think Gunn had a lot to prove with this movie. If you guys remember, before this, he got fired from Guardians 3. Yeah. But he was kind of like, was fuck you, other, yeah. He wanted to make sure that this was the best fucking... He's pretty much most he's probably ever tried on a movie. He's sent back. Because not only... He's back now, mm-hmm. but not only what is it probably the big... Even, you know, the release, I think, is a bigger release than Guardians have. Because he's uh. still on the upward, you know what I mean? So I think that you take that into, into consideration with the fact that he had that weird beef where he... He got fired because there must be ill 
they're going to do business together, but there had to have been a little fuck you failing when he got fired from Guardians 3. Oh, yeah. After he wrote the script and everything, they fucked it. They did fuck him, but they brought him back. But maybe if it wasn't Disney. Maybe if it was still yeah. Marvel owned. Right. And yeah. some, but Disney, Disney would fuck over anybody. I mean, it's yeah. not like you can. Right. No, I hear you. It's yeah. like, how can you? It's business. Exactly. It's just gonna, business. Care about it. yeah. It's not personal. It's business. I'll have Goofy and Mickey I, take you out, take out your kneecaps. I, I do think that's to Pluto. I think he was trying to prove a point to a lot of people, though. Yeah. Uh, to the previous people taking with the option property, you know, to, the, to his future endeavors with Marvel. Because I'm sure, I think he knew he was going back to Marvel oh, yeah. before they shot this. Like, I think that they already oh, shot as soon as they realized that they lost him to DC, they were like, whatever you want, buddy, just come back, dude. Because he, yeah. he's the leading name right now uh, in those types of films. You're going to want to have him, you know? Well, did you watch Black yeah. Widow, Hawk? No, I haven't seen Black yeah, Widow I'm yet. I'm paying the 30 bucks or whatever, the extra premium to, to rent yeah. it from Disney Plus. Whatever. So, yeah, Scarlett Johansson don't want you paying that money. Yes, no, no, I'm, I'm staying away from Disney because Disney is, yeah. I mean, Disney is bad news. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I love the Marvel co- characters and the comic books, but I'm sorry. I mean, Disney has bought up like so many like things from our childhood that I love that I'm going to, I'm like, you know what? I, because now they're like putting it all on Disney plus and they're saying, Oh, we're now making DVDs or, so you have to then sign up yeah, for like thirty bucks a for, month to watch. I'm put this movie in the vault for 20 years. Yeah. I hope you guys bought a copy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Oh, what am I waiting for that fucking Oliver and Company? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. They release this movie to the theaters, and they don't release it on tape for another 10 years yeah. or something. Like, are you just torturing yeah. little kids? You just want to yeah. try to torment little children that have Burger King toys they can't see a movie to, for God's sakes? I heard Disney. I speculate yeah. Disney been known to torture kids, though, here. I well, well I, mean, I mean, the thing is, we all know about <laughs> the history of... We all know the history of Disney. I yeah. mean, Mr. Walt Disney himself. Was a big fan of Mr. Adolf Hitler. So he's a Nazi. We want Nazi yeah, scouts. Yeah, individual community living type. He, throw, he throws his head for a world where it's just people that go to Disneyland. That's the world yeah. he wants to live in. He's rolling over in his grave, thinking he's putting out superhero movies now. Well, it's easy to roll around with your head when you're just a head. Yeah. It's easy to roll around. What about the boys? What about the boys on that side? Oh. oh. I haven't seen the boys. I do want to see oh, it. Really? I mean, I'm, I'm a big. That's a surprise. I thought you'd be well, I mean, I mean, the thing is, uh, which which uh, streaming site is that on? Anyway, that's well, Amazon. Yeah. It's on Amazon. Right. Yeah, I mean, for uh, to be perfectly honest, I mean, uh, my folks has Netflix, and that's what I've been using. I only signed up for HBO Max to get the Suicide Squad because I really wanted to see it. I mean. When uh, the month is over and I sign, uh, you know, uh, cut my cord on, on HBO Max, I might go for Amazon Plus. But uh, because, I mean, I don't have the money to have, you know, Amazon Plus, Disney Plus, yeah, it's a you know, HBO Max, you know, Netflix. Yeah, you, know, you, know, you got Hulu in it. Low HBO. Crap yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, I mean, it's like... Yeah, so, I mean, the way I'm going to do it is I'm going to, like, sign up for a month and try to binge everything I want to watch and then sign up before the next month kicks in. Quick side note, did you watch He-Man if you have Netflix? Yeah, I did watch He-Man. Oh, five? Uh, yeah. I've only done the did first you... two. Yeah, I only did the first two, so I don't, you got me beat if you finished it. Yeah, uh, I mean, the thing is, not, I mean, how how do you feel about the first two episodes? 
liked it. It wasn't where I thought they were going to go with it. So I don't know, quite know where yeah. it... Well, I, I mean... wrote the first episode, Kevin Smith. I saw somebody else wrote the yeah. second. Huh. So yeah. I don't know how that progresses, if he wrote other episodes in the line, or he just wrote that one. Yeah. Oh, well, he was the like rest. the creator. They made him out to be like they, the creator. They him as executive producer, but he only had writing credit on the first episode of the two I watched. Well, I mean, I mean, the thing is, uh, I, I know that he spearheaded, he got mo- most of everything going. I mean, he might have just wrote one uh, episode, but uh, he definitely was the, the, the uh, you know, the creative from, force behind it. From the um, two episodes, I just the initial assessment in comparison to Netflix and the level at Castlevania is way, I don't know if you've delved into that one. Oh, yeah, I like Castlevania. Castlevania Animated was way ahead mm. to me in terms of quality and type of what they were offering. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, asking maybe different target audiences, maybe what yeah. they were saying, if they're trying to hit more of. Well, I mean, I mean, the, the, the funny has, thing, but, yeah, funny thing with He Man, I mean, you get, I mean, I'm sure that you've seen on Facebook everyone bashing uh, Kevin Smith on it about, you know, the way he took the series. Um, I actually appreciate it because the thing is, I grew up as a kid. I was a big He-Man fan and all that. And when I would say maybe five years ago, I ended up stumbling across some of the original episodes of He-Man. And I thought I'd watch them again. Now, I mean, you'll always have a nostalgic feeling for these properties but when you're older and you rewatch them, you kind of realize it might not be as good as you remember. Yeah, oh, um, definitely. And He Man definitely was a big <laughs> one for me. Where I, I'm watching it and I'm like, okay, I don't know why I actually wa- enjoyed this. <laughs> but yeah, little cartoons. I remember I had some of that with Thundercats. I always yeah. loved Thundercats, and when I went back, it was good, but it wasn't. Yeah, like this, this is a little missing here. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, the thing is, the way I saw it was, I, what I enjoyed was the fact that he took it and he took it in a different direction, and a lot of people hated it because of that. A lot of people complained about uh, 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 the entire arc and all that. Now he's supposed to drop another five, I think, next month. Well, I was gonna say because five, I, I didn't look into how much, but I was like, that's it, five. Like yeah, the, the thing is, uh, the five right now is like a part one, and he's supposed to drop like the second five, I think, next month. And the thing is, I enjoyed it. I mean, is is it for, – for me, uh, I've always been a huge fan of kind of the, you know, the sidekick characters, the comic relief, and what they end up doing with the character of Orko – because when I was growing watching He-Man, I was an Orko fan, not a He-Man fan. I mean, I really liked Orko because he kind of reminded me of me as a kid, you know, always trying to do something, try to help people out, and always, you know, messing up, you know, kind of the lovable goofball. You still are, bud. Yeah, I know. You got it. But, 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 I mean, the thing was that what they did with that character, I really appreciated. And and how they, you know, did, did his character in the five. I'm not going to give anything away because I'm sure you're going to watch the rest of it. 
I got that. I got another guy pushing Invincible, which is another yeah. Amazon Prime superhero yeah. cartoon. Yeah. There's a lot of animated coming yeah. out right now. There's this What If they're pushing on Marvel. It's coming oh, out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where they're going to introduce Howard the Duck and everybody's excited again. It's like... Mm. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, how would the duck just came out remastered 4K. in 4K? Can you believe it? Of all the titles that are not out <laughs> on 4K Blu-ray, yeah, Universal Studios decides to remaster Howard the Duck, George Lucas, 1985, I think, whatever year that came out. Yeah. Well, wasn't James Gunn gonna do a Howard the Duck? James Gunn put him in the Guardians. Put him in Guardians. Yeah, he put him, yeah, he, he put him in Guardians one and two. He's actually in both of them. He's actually in Avengers. He's in the End Game. No, is he? He's in the stupid thing. He pops through the portal. Oh, I'm, I I gotta watch that again. I, I don't. He's in Avengers End Game when they come through, right yeah. with Doctor Strange. Hey, he's one of the pops through with his little gun. He's in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So but, right, yeah. there he is. And that was actually, I want to say it was Oz, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Seth Green, maybe. Yeah, yeah, Seth Green was Greg the, the voice. Bunny? Yeah. Greg the Bunny yeah. theme is the voice yeah. that they use for that character. Yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. Yeah. So everybody, I, the joke that I heard the last rumor was the woman, was it Leah Thompson from the original? Yep. Caroline in yeah. the City. Yeah. Wants to direct it. She really? was pushing. She wants to return to Howard the Duck and direct the. Hey, I mean, I mean, the thing. I think is I think it'd be a fun. I mean, it depends on. Uh, I, mean, I think he's more I think, of a side character. I don't know mm-hmm. if he's a, all of his own movie. I think he would be better if they introduced him in Guardians as a yeah. as opposed well, to. Could you see him in the Raccoon? That's that's what most people well, I don't know about their own. Like I said, their own movie. People love small creatures like that. They seem to work like better ba- on Baby Yoda. Mission. People eat that up. Yeah, well, that's a whole other thing. Baby Yoda season three is about to drop. Yeah. Oh jeez! Whether they're going to put Baby Yoda in? Of course. Now, you don't do Disney hockey. You do Star Wars. No, no, no Mandalorian. No, no, no. I'm I. Like I said, I mean, I, no Star Wars. Like I mean, Star Wars? it's it's one of those things that I mean, it's it's all about the money. Unfortunately, it's all about the money and. Uh, <laughs> Hey, don't give it that look. Hey, um, you can have the clerks, the classic. I was remembering the legendary classics clerks with the debate over Empire vs. Return. Yes. No, no, no this is classic one, yeah. thing. It was the guy second. walks in and he comes over to him. Randall yeah. comes over from the video store, goes to Dante, and this like construction work, and they talk about roofs, and it's all about how he thinks Jedi was a, a more serious movie because of. Death Star wasn't finished, and all these independent contractors were working on the Death Star, and their yeah. poor lives were killed. Yeah. Where the first one, it was fully fully operational before they yeah. they blew it up, so it was only soldiers. <laughs> they have this roofer guy come in, and he tells the story about how he turned down a roofing job, and it was for a gangster's house, and then the gangster's house got blown up, and his buddy was doing the roof, so it saved his life. Yeah, yeah, but on yeah. a side note, the only thing I remember is listening to the... Kevin Smith commentary from that movie and how he said yeah. it was the stupidest thing he ever did by casting that guy. <laughs> you guys were talking about horrible things because he yeah. was an actual roofer so he thought it'd be the best idea. <laughs> yeah. The guy couldn't remember two two effing lines in a row. He said it took like a hundred takes to get this one effing scene. So it was the worst idea to ever cast a guy that was a roofer to do a stupid scene about roofing. Yeah. But yeah, that was one of my favorite. Yeah. That goes back to my audio commentary days with clerks. But yeah, that was a yeah. great the legendary trilogy battle of of Kevin Smith and all. 
The trilogy of... There's a new one of them coming. He's shooting it right now. The trilogy of the Empire versus the trilogy of the Lord of the Rings. Yep. And the yeah. never-ending battle. And the trilogy of the new three Star Wars movies, which they're about to redo in full extended editions for Hawk's favorite Disney+. Plus, <laughs> yeah. So that people will be paying even more to watch movies they've already seen yeah. and redo again. Yeah. yeah. It's the future. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, like I said, I mean, it's... Uh, Peter Jackson for extended editions. That's one negative. That's our boy, Peter J. That's his fault, though. That is all is all he did for any great... Oh, man. Bad taste in their <laughs> life, but damn it. Extended editions is that man's fault. <laughs> like, just release all you got, man. Now yeah. everybody's got extra. Everybody. Every effing movie's got another cut. That's true. It also, it, I mean, there was always director's cuts. But it seemed like after Lord of the Rings, it was like, oh, I got, I got a whole other movie we could like put together. We could put, oh, yeah. like, yeah. put three more movies together. And sure. The Hobbit, he could have shot that in one movie. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> I'm talking about the most dragged out three part on a side tangent. <laughs> but we could also talk about where has Peter Jackson gone. He produced or, what Tiny Machines or something Mortal, like that. I believe it was Mortal, Mortal Enemies. Yeah, or, Mortal no, Machines or something. In, in like Mortal that. Wars, I think is the name well, of. He picked the director was the story I heard, and it was a major failure. And he ended yeah. up having to jump in and try to save the thing, and they lost like Pluto Nash money. Yeah, yeah. Like, we did an episode on those failures. Yeah, but, uh, Pluto. I, I mean, it's, it's yeah failure. We don't forget. It was a hundred million dollar project, if I believe it. Oh time. yeah, that was one of the biggest. That was yeah. like the second biggest one. I think there was one other one that that like fucking they 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 lost like they didn't make anything. They made like twenty bucks. There was some well, other I big remember, film. That really I don't know what Waterworld ended up making, but I remember Waterworld was always uh, as to what they wished to make from Waterworld yeah. and what it made. Right, they didn't it make was it. always. But I mean, I always, I'm still waiting for Waterworld 2, right after Super Mario Brothers Kevin 2. Kevin Costner's man. waiting for Waterworld oh, 2 man. as well. Yeah. Now, if they ever make that Super Mario Brothers 2 movie, mm. I'll never forget leaving the theater as like a nine-year-old going, Hell yeah, it's coming. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna get, I'll be there first day with those tickets for that Super Mario Brothers 2. I've been waiting 30 years, I think, for that fucking yeah. movie. John Lugazamo. Did I tell you, one of the Kevin greatest up. Japanese Laserdisc covers ever. Super Mario Brothers, Brothers movie. Really? Uh, John McWizamu cut, yeah. It's got both of them in full outfit with extended plunger standing on about 100 Goombas. Oh, really? Very cool. That is yeah. cool. Way cooler than anything they ever released in America. I believe that. Yeah. Yeah, the America is pretty plain Jane. So to bring it back a little bit, though, on the, to kind of tie it up, Suicide Squad sequel... I don't, I don't oh, see any way unless he totally... I think he'll get a sequel. And they will get a sequel, yeah. of course. Oh, yeah, he, would, he will definitely get a sequel. I mean, uh, for the record, I, I'm, I'm starting a petition for me again to the sequel. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Try, try, try to get Alexander Hawk in the sequel. I'm down for that. The gore was, was great, but there was almost too much. Like, I was surprised how much gore was in it. I was like, they, every every time you turn around, someone's head was exploding or something. Also, I I loved uh, when uh, when they had Polka Dot Man and his face would like get all all cool. bulbous and all that. I was like, okay, that is so Toxic Avengerish. Right that now. is very Toxic Avenger, and I didn't even put that together until you just said that right now. Yeah. So now I'm leaning more fit. towards yeah, your yeah, trauma. You yeah. Your trauma ties is, and we know uh, Gun's got his ties with trauma. Yeah. 
in his earlier career. Yeah, I mean, uh, every, 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 like I said, I mean, just looking at like the strip club itself with the nudity and, and, and all, all, everything. That's why I was like, it was, it, I, it was proof that, you know, they were like, here's all the money, James, do what you want. And yeah. he did. And I, like I said, I mean, you'll always get a few people who say, oh, it sucks. It's the worst thing ever. But most of the people I've talked to seem to come back that they really liked it. So yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that there hasn't been any big negative behind it, that a sequel definitely is in the works. Yeah, I just think so. Now, who, I mean, he's going to keep Viola Davis, I assume. Oh, yeah. Seems to be the. I mean, he's going to have Viola Davis. He's going to have Margot Robbie. Those two will always be a definite. Well, she may be. uh, Even the problem with her, though, they may have to spin her. I don't know if he will always. Margot? She's too big for her, baby. It depends because she's going to have her own sequel. They're going to give her her own sequel. I don't. She's going to start playing the I'm Iron Man. I'm only going to make so many movies before I'm not Harley Quinn anymore, kind of. That's possible, too. Yeah, money thing. So, the interesting thing with her, yeah, I, I would think if she wants to do it or, and they can get her at a reasonable... She's hitting the point of she's going to yeah. become too big. Yeah. That particular well, role. I, I mean, the thing is that I saw in the interview with Margot Robbie, and, she, I mean, of course, I mean, things can always change, but... The impression I got from that interview was that she, by now, this is the third outing as her, as as, as Harley Quinn. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she really showed that she's like, this, this is like the closest to the source material. This is why I signed up for Harley Quinn. So I get the feeling that as long as James Gunn is doing Suicide Squad, she'll be there because she really showed that she was like, I've been playing this character for three movies. I've only played the character I wanted to play this movie. I'm sure the other directors appreciated hearing that. The, well, um, see, didn't phrase it like that, but that, that's, mean. yeah. But, but the thing I, is that it's like, you know, the other two, she still had the same uh, style for her character, but the tone, tone were different. I feel, you know, remember how the director? director? This, is it? No, it's not the. She's it's a female director, director from the second one, uh, the the Birds of Prey movie. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're is right. Yeah, I, I, I don't. Yeah. I don't no, know. I she, she did something else too, and that's how she got that. I thought. I just. I can't. Her name escapes I, me. Yeah. If it wasn't, you know who directed the Suicide Squad? It's our boy Ayer there. Yeah. Uh, if it wasn't gone, director I think, of Bright. Yeah. Let's not forget Bright. And Deadpool. Right? Another Netflix. Well, no, Air didn't director. do. Uh, Miller did direct uh, Deadpool one. The uh, Air did the Fury movie with Brad Pitt. That was his big. Oh thing yeah. Initially, yeah. if it wasn't if Gunn wasn't directing this, she yeah. probably wouldn't have done it because he's the cool. He's like the biggest cool director right now. Like if they approached her and said we're going to do Suicide Squad two, with like kind of the same cast and maybe a new director, I don't think she would have done it. Yeah, that's what was such a failure. But the fact that he's like the golden boy in Hollywood what, right uh, now. What do you think about putting her with uh, the Jacqueline there? Oh, for that Joker, Harley Quinn. I don't know. Hakeem what Phoenix. That, what would that look like? That that's a lot of personality. Yeah, no, that wouldn't work. I mean, what does it look like though? I'm just trying to. It looked cool. I mean, it like cool. Just, just look. I'm not even talking like reality. I'm just like physically put, putting them together. Yeah, I think it worked. Is, uh, it, it worked physically. I think. Would it work if you could get them together? I, mean, I think so. age and look. 
Well, I mean, I mean, longer than him, anyways, right? I, I, I mean, the way the way I see it is, if they did do that, um, it would be another tonal shift, like like Harley Quinn in the Suicide Squad or in the Birds of Prey wouldn't work with the Joaquin Phoenix type uh, Joker. Now, the David Ayer's uh, Suicide Squad claimed that uh, there was a lot of footage where. He dealt with more of a the serious, like traumatic backstory with her and the Joker. If he took a more, if if, if Margot Robbie took her character and went more serious, then I and I think Margot Robbie can definitely do it. She's a great actress, but I mean the way she's played. If she was going to do Harley Quinn with Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, she'd have to change her character from what we've seen to something a little different because the Harley Quinn from the Suicide Squad and Birds of Prey just wouldn't fit with the Joaquin Phoenix, you know, like reality and, and that. So I I don't much rather see him change than her change. See, I don't know where you stand. If you, you loved that movie, like a lot of people, I'm on, I'm in the middle of the road with that particular movie. Um, well, it's, that's it's funny because Matt and I have had this discussion on the Joaquin Phoenix uh, Joker, and my opinion is it's a great movie. My only big problem with it is they call it Joker. Yeah, thank you. They should have called it Taxi Driver Two. It's like I, Taxi yeah. Driver Two with <laughs> yeah. a clown. I, I, I give you that because that's, that's, that's good. No, it's it's good because it's a good movie. It's an enjoyable movie, and you see what they're trying to do. But he's yeah. just a guy that goes nuts. He's not the Joker. Yeah, the Joker I is mean, something totally different. He's a yeah. scientist. He's a guy that was a raw, you know, he's ITD kid. The guy that they screwed over, you know, all kinds of different stuff was going on. Yeah, ITD Hawk. If we go Killing Joke, I mean, God, it's a travesty oh, yeah. to compare that Joker to. I don't know why we didn't call Insane Taxi Driver the ITD. Uh, I like that. Phoenix. It is very uh, Insane Clown Posse. I like the Taxi, taxi driver, driver, too. I haven't even... Taxi Driver's masterpiece. Yeah. Phenomenal. But, I mean, I mean, I mean it's, it's like I, I, I said before, is that if you took the entire movie and all you did, all you did was you remove the Joker title and you remove any, like, instead of the Bruce uh, instead of the Wayne family, you have the Banks family or the Wayne family, uh, not the Wayne, but the you know uh, the Hawk the, family. The Hawk family instead. Right. Okay, see that would work because I mean within itself, it's a great film, shot well, and the story is great. But trying to, it, it's kind of like I'm doing an original movie. I don't want to take the risk of people not seeing it because it's not based on something that people can automatically say, ooh, I want to see that. So they throw in the Joker, you know, tie in saying, oh, it's the Joker movie, which I think cheapens the movie itself because it's a great movie and it's uh, it deserves its accolades, but trying to shoehorn it into, it's like, oh, it's... And now they're supposedly doing a sequel where they're saying, oh, he's not really the Joker that Batman deals with. He's the precursor to the Joker and that they're going to bring in like another guy who's supposed to be like a follower of who's who's actually going to be the Joker that deals with Batman. And it's kind of like, 
Dude, you, you you just you, you just don't do that. I originally who is the director? Glass is that the, the gentleman's name? The, the guy Joker? that did, that did the uh, hangover, right? It's yeah, him. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. Todd, right? Yeah, yeah. supposedly he had wanted to create a whole DC dark type of universe. From what sense. I had understood, where they made single one-off films of DC yeah. characters that were like Joker, that were somewhat different, but that were extremely dark. Yeah. But it seems now that with the, like you said, success has yeah. somewhat changed. Now we're going to make sequels and now we're going to have to try to tie it in. Yeah. Batman movie's about to drop, which is a whole nother thing. Yeah. That's, that's I believe, Matt Reeves, the guy yeah. who did the Apes movies. Yeah. And oh, and supposedly now the Riddler is a suicide, uh, like a, um, a serial killer. and uh, Supposedly, you know, if you follow works, it, there's so. a comic called Hush. Which was a lot a newer comic where the Riddler yeah. somehow becomes smart. Again, I haven't followed this. I always thought he was caveat. smart. He was supposedly he becomes a whole nother level Jesus of sadistic yeah. smart eye, something like that. And that's the Riddler they choose to put in this particular Batman movie. Yeah, I, I mean, I I know that um, the character Hush, which is from that, is uh, uh, because if you read the comics, he's the guy with his face all bandaged up. Right. And the thing is that, at least from the backstory I remember, because, I mean, they change backstories and, and all of that throughout the years, is that the guy who ends up being hushed was like a childhood friend of Bruce's, and they kind of grew up in... And, and the thing is, he kind of always kind of idolized Bruce, and then there was a falling out... And the thing is, the reason he has his face all bandaged up because he decides to try to have his face changed to look like Bruce Wayne or something like that. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the thing is that everyone keeps on, you know, going back to the well and they're like, oh, I want to do something new with the character. And the thing is, the reason that Marvel's doing so much better than DC is that even when Marvel does a movie, like, for example, The Incredible Hulk didn't do that well. Um, the first Thor movie didn't do that well. Which okay? Hulk are, hmm? are you talking about? Eric Bana? Uh, the, uh, the one with... Edward Norton? Edward Norton. Because that stuff that was under before. Because I always put that because that was when they say Universal Metal. They always blame that on that was yeah. the Hulk they didn't know in the full line of the whole product. Yeah. Universal owned the rights and picked. That's why we still haven't seen a, yeah. who's the a new Hulk guy? movie. Uh, Ruffalo. Uh, Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Because, so. Yeah, but I, I mean, technically Side that one is still in and because you'll hear references where, you know, Mark Ruffalo's like, oh yeah, last time I was in New York, I broke Harlem. That was right. Oh yeah. What happened. And, and the thing is, it's still considered I mean, when you see, like, they pick up Mark Ruffalo and they look at, like, the pictures of the Hulk destruction, they, they take it directly from the Edward Norton. So it is still part of the, like, overall. But the thing is that when something didn't quite hit the mark, they still kept in and they kept on going with it. That's why the MCU is so uh, has done so much better than the DC, because when DC hits a snag. They do a film that does not do as well as they hope. They're like, okay, throw that away. That's not uh, part of our, our extended universe. Let's have Matt Reeves do a Batman. Let's have someone else do the Joker. 
and they don't try to tie anything together until it's successful. And then they try to shoehorn it into the universe after they've already created it to be its own standalone movie. So it's like, okay, now we got the Joaquin Phoenix Joker that did so well. This somehow shoehorn it in to the Zack Snyder universe. Or shoehorn it in uh, to the Batman versus Superman. It, it's like, yeah, it's like either try to, you know, tie this all together in the beginning or just do the standalone movies and don't try to shoehorn them into on this. A, on a note on that, though, I did pick up the Snyder credit, Snyder and wife credit on Suicide yeah, Squad yeah. as well. I, see that. Yeah. I thought they were pretty much done. I thought they canned them from almost everything DC after they they said, you got your Snyder cut, but that's, that's it, guys. I think Snyder like, owns the rights for, for like a little bit. So that's I don't know what he, the... He has to be involved type deal. Because, yeah, they fired him from the first one, didn't they? Well, there was always a story. He says he left because of personal reasons because the adopted child committed suicide. Yeah. But everybody thinks they fired him because of what they were getting back from the Daily or whatever he was so. going to produce for, for the amount of money and after the failure of Batman and the first one there. Because that's the thing with Zack Snyder, the movie's going to look awful, but it's just going to drag on and on and on yeah. with a story that nobody gives yeah. a shit about by the time you finish it. But it'll look beautiful. He's a music yeah. video director. That's what Basically, they're like his, I don't know if that's his second movie. All Zack Snyder movies generally end up like Sucker Punch. You feel like you got yeah. Sucker Punched right in the middle of that fucking movie. Like, <laughs> yeah. sucker. Somebody told me to check that movie out. It was a good movie. I was like, okay, cool. I checked it out. I literally felt like I got sucker punched right in the middle of that movie. I think if you like repo genetic opera, it was like the most like creepiest. Then it gets into this whole, like, these girls are being tortured in this cool video game animation thing you've been watching the whole time. It was actually like some horrific, I don't even know. That was, ah. Uh, hmm. you, you want to know something that's funny? I watched a review show that, uh, uh, that made a brief comment about sucker punch, and they summed up that movie perfectly. With one term, nerd exploitation. Mm. It's a nerd exploitation movie. Okay, you got hot chicks in sexy outfits. You got cool little shots, you know, fight scenes and all that. It is a nerd exploitation film. Horrible. Yeah. Rest in the movies, the guy that did The Crow used to make some of those, like Alex Poreas there. Yeah. It's like you're watching a music video in the movie. Like, what the? F- you got a full movie here, guy. Not three minutes, man. We mm. like Alex here. <laughs> we oh, like, yeah, yeah. Dark City. He's another one that went down with, like, the Me Too movement, though. Did the they whole, get him with uh, that? Well, he released, this, he released this movie called Gods of Egypt. Yeah, yeah. Which didn't have a single person, I think, of that wasn't white. Oh, the deal. <laughs> it was oh, yeah, one yeah, of those... Yeah. Uh, big whitewashing things going what the hell are you thinking dude and then he got hit with something else on that i think same thing i think with basan didn't they come after Bassan? they went after basan yeah something? i remember that yeah. yeah yeah i forget what it was but yeah it's a weird thing i know that alex is trying he's been trying to he's like uh i think he's out of the system but he's been trying to make a film for a little bit i'm friends with him on the book for a little like trying to find the finances which is interesting you know you see those bigger directors and 
Well, we talked about it with like um, Scorsese's Silence movie. It's like you know the, one of the biggest directors oh, alive. You actually watched it? No, no, no. But I'm not that? going for that. But he's one of the biggest directors alive, and he it took him forever to get that. That was a passion project. So even like the director at that stature still has trouble getting movies made, which is kind of uh, that particular movie. <laughs> well, that particular one because it's a religious movie. And that's his second floor. He directs a movie called the. Temp- I think it's called the Temptation of Christ. The last temptation. The yeah, last temptation? yeah. So that was, that's William his second floor. And uh, yeah, William. Defoe. Willem. Willem. Willem Dafoe. Yeah, he he rewrote he rewrote the Bible like Quentin Tarantino does. They rewrote history together. And that's why people didn't like it, though, because whenever you're making a religious movie and religious people show up thinking they're getting their story and they get a different story, they go ape shit. Don't oh, movies. Yeah. So, what? Who is you, you guys' favorite Suicide Squad member? Ooh, ooh! I'd have this. I'd say the polka dot man for myself. I know people um, love the shark dude by Sly Stallone, but I thought the polka dot man was really cool. I liked his look, and I liked the mother thing that he had. Where like the mother, <laughs> that, that, was, that was funny. The where like the mother, yes. mother, that was that. I like what he was like. Wait. He's like, wait, wait. he's yeah. like, you, he's like, wait, they're like, when do you see a mother? And he's like, everywhere or something like that. Yeah. And then it shows all the people looking yeah. at the mother. I thought hey, that was cool. Hey Matt, Matt, did you get what? I, I don't know what. I'm, I'm because it's James Gunn. I'm thinking it was on purpose. Hmm. But did you see the shot that he made at Avengers? No. Okay. Did you? No, off the top of my head, no. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, you've you've all seen Avengers, right? I, I just want to make sure. Yeah, okay. You know the scene where you have uh, Cap, uh, Cap America and everyone's around and Tony Stark says, Cap called and Cap's giving people's orders. You know, you go there, you do this, Hulk smash. Well, in Suicide Squad, you have Idris Elba as Bloodsport, where he's like, "Look at King Shark, like King Shark, num num." num, num and and yeah. and then he goes, and then he goes to yeah. Polka Dot. You're like, "That's your mother." Yeah. I mean, I like I said, I don't know if that was specifically, but I thought there was a a little kind of a jab at a playful jab, but I thought there was a nice little jab at at the event. Well, would you bring that in that that was a jab at? Avengers or Whedon verse in our old probably both. <laughs> probably <laughs> both. Could have an issue with Whedon because Whedon. Whedon's uh, got, uh, a bigger figure than. Uh, he just he just had a Me Too movement type situation too, so maybe he's taking a shot. Well, fucking James Gunn had a Me Too movement yeah. as well, so it's weird. Well, you know the thing about Whedon is Whedon supposedly. I told you he was the, tough on actresses. That's he what wrote it was. the Wonder Woman script yeah. two years before, and supposedly it's the most racist, sexist script uh, in history. Like. Crazy. Voluptuous breasts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beautiful, like, shit. You okay, I want to see that one. When are we going to see that? Yeah, I can't even. Yeah. There's also another story. Hawk, you know anything about Buffyverse at all? Yeah, I'm a big Buffy fan. Well, there's okay. the whole, I go deep into Angel. But yeah. he specifically, Charisma Carpenter gets pregnant in real life. Yeah. Somewhere in between the third or fourth season. He got so pissed at her that he literally wrote her out of the fifth season. Yeah. That's just like a vendetta because he had to change whatever story arc he had because she was pregnant. And that stuff yeah. is one of the main reasons Angel ended because he then, after that, asked for an early extension on season six. And Warner Brothers are like, we're, we're fucking done with you, man, after all this. <laughs> and they decided to end Angel. 
Because the yeah. returns were there. People were still watching. Yeah, people loved that. At that stuff. point in time. There's a cult following for it. But there's a whole Whedon and the treatment of women and going back to, like, the beginning. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing is... Uh, writing talent is, is unquestioned in some areas. Because yeah. he's I mean, got some of the... Mm. Got some good stories he's written over the years. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the thing is that uh, you might agree with me, you might not, but the way I see it is, I always um, split the artist from the art. Okay, I might not be a fan of Michael Jackson the person. I do like his music. I respect his talent. I might not be a fan of Michael Jackson. But yeah, I have no idea where it's. I'm sure there'll be a Suicide Squad sequel. Oh, yeah. But I don't know where. I don't think Ayer's going to have any luck in pulling off what Snyder did and getting the studios yeah. to release his movie that they supposedly took so much out of yeah. before they released it. Do you know how much money this movie right. made? Oh, actually, it's mainly... This movie will be tough. To, it's COVID time. Yeah, because there's a lot of it's HBO, yeah. You can't judge anything now. I don't know if Warner Brothers and HBO, if they're making enough off of these movies. What do we got now? We got Dune coming up. We got Matrix coming up. Yeah. I don't think they COVID. Dude, COVID really... Think about how much it hurt. I think Space Jam was a huge failure. I think it was, because nobody's going to really see movies. Yeah, well, I mean... Everything's... It, it, HBO Max is like... The most viewers they're getting, but they're they're it's people passing around passwords well, and stuff off like people we know and stuff it, like that. Is it a success? Yeah, we, we didn't just throw that out there, man. Just throw them under the bus. H, I, I didn't say you got a black, I didn't say box, you got a black box still kicking around in your house. I didn't say the hawk, oh, man. Jeez Louise. We know this guy named Billy Coin that doesn't. <laughs> but yeah, I mean it's I mean Everything's changing. We'll see how things go from here on out. Um, I mean, I really like Suicide Squad. I mean, for me, uh, I really liked uh, Idris Elba as Bloodsport. I thought, and, and not denouncing anyone else in it, I really liked him. And I think it was like a Danielle something uh, who played Ratcatcher 2. The two of them, I thought, were the heart and soul of the movie. I really liked how they worked together, and uh, and, and 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 the jokes and the uh, and the James Gunn di- dialogue that they had, I thought, was really well done. There was a scene where they when they were all at the bar and they were getting yeah. drunk and stuff. I, I bet there's a deleted scene of the polka dot man getting drunk. And having sex or making out with a girl that looks like his mother, and and like there's a moment where like, like he'll I guarantee it, dude. Known James Gunn's know, mind, man. That's a little risky at this point for no, you. No, in his mind, on James Gunn's mind, and all I can think of is like a, having the sex, and then after, and like when he like the shot of him having sex with her, then like his point of view of the mother, and then back to his a shot of his face, and then his, like a smile would creep on his face, and that would be like the end, like a comic relief. I, I was like, there. I guarantee there was a scene like that. That, that, that that's in the uh, James Gunn cuts. I do. That's wink, Gunn. wink. That, that's his humor all day long. I yeah. that his brother might have told him to take it out, or a pro- executive producer might have told him to take it out. But that was, dude. I guarantee that was in there. With the way they built that scene and everybody having fun, I was like, ah, this is coming. This is coming. But well, well, who yeah. you guys like? Who are your favorite Suicide Squad? You never answered. I'm curious. Well, I, I, 
I like I told you. I mean, I thought Idris Elba was that's your boy. That's my boy. I mean, I think the whole thing with the best part, honestly, I thought was you have have both Ratcatcher two and and Bloodsport in the bus, and Bloodsport says, "I'm going to get you out of here alive," and then she says, "I'll get you out of here alive," and then you have during the fight, she's about to get crushed by the starfish, and he jumps and he rescues her and then when she calls the rats she protects him from the rats and has them go over as he's you know in the fetal position that within myself I don't know about you guys but I thought that was the best part of the film well he guns he's getting into more relationships like like guardians 2 had that father son relationship as well yeah. I think it's the kind of he it, it's when you're making big films like this, there's a lot of like uh, uh, like single mothers and like kids without fathers are a huge thing, even more so now. So I think that writers tap into that when they're writing because you see it a lot oh, in yeah. a lot of films coming out now. Yeah, but I mean the thing is relatable heartstring shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but I mean you still have to be a good director and writer to. Oh, yeah, I'm not taking anything away. Yeah, from. to 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 pull it off and, and 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 like I said, I mean like the little things with like the javelin. Yeah. And, you know, the other little bits, I mean, honestly, what I, the best Harley Quinn uh, part in the, in, in the film for me was when, they sh- when she shot the guy. Okay? Oh, that was, a, oh, that that was, was very unsuspecting, dude. See, 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 was... see, here's the thing. Okay, it was so unsuspecting. But when she did, did it and she's talking, you're like, oh, my shit. Of course, Harley Quinn would have done this. Right, it fits I mean, the character. yeah, it fits the character. Everything that happened from all the characters fits the character. And even even when you had those, you know, moments of like, you know, like the the major double cross between uh, Peace uh, Peacemaker and Rick Flag, you're like, of course, because earlier in 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 the movie, you have. Amanda Waller make a comment, well, everyone's picked for this specific, you know, skill set. And she describes, you know, blood spot, uh, blood sport, and then Peacemaker. And then blood sport is like, well, he does exactly what I do. Mm-hmm. Then why, why is he different? Why do we need him? And then, of course, at that moment, you realize because, well, she needs blood sport to actually be the one to, you know, bring the group together and do the mission. She needs Peacemaker to do the unethical stuff to make sure that her plan goes through. Because he knows Bloodsport would not stand for that kind of bullshit. Yeah. Or Flag, too. I, I often wonder, too, if he asked Gunda if he came in and said, kill me in this. I forget what his name is. He's becoming somewhat bigger, too. Yeah. Because there was no yeah. reason. He didn't need to. I mean, from what I remember, Rick Flag's a pretty big. He was always a member of the Suicide. Yeah. I don't. I well, would say that particular character, he didn't really want to do any more Suicide Squad movies, and they decided he'd do this one, and we'll write yeah. That did take me off that they killed Rick Flagg. See, see, yeah, I mean, he was like... That was, was surprising fr- to me. Yeah, when I was trying to calculate, like, who's going to live, who's going to die, um, Rick Flagg was the one, one of those that had in the, oh, definitely is going to walk away category. Yeah. So I was surprised by that. I also love the fact that 
I mean, as, as I think we made a comment about, you know, like the character Weasel, you know, you think he's dead and then all of a sudden he pops up alive at the end. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, I mean that kind of stuff. And then with Peacemaker, because Peacemaker gets shot. So you're like, Oh, he gets killed. But of course, in the back of your mind, you already know that he already has a, another series coming out. So when that happens, you kind of in the back of your mind, like, so is this series going to be like an origin story of him or? And then, of course, the very last scene, you got him. He's in the ICU and, you know, oh, he just barely survived a bullet to the neck kind of deal. And it was funny because when they, when James Cunn kills off everybody, okay, and you don't realize this until at the end of the movie, okay, uh, the two people that you think are dead that survive he kills in a specific way where they could possibly survive. You don't, but everyone else, like you have like Mongol and Cap, Captain Boomerang, like charred alive. You have, you know, other characters like ripped in half, like, like the thinker, you know that they're not going to walk away from that. And like specifically when they killed up Rick Flagg, he literally has like the CGI of showing that, that the knife is going into his heart. So there's no if, ands, or buts that that, that he's killed. Mm -hmm. But then, at the end, you're like, Peacemaker's the only one who gets shot in the neck. Anyone would think (laughs) it's a a mortal death, but you can survive getting shot in the neck. Okay? You can survive, I mean... Like the weasel, you know, you think he he died drowning, and then you just not think about it, and then of course oh, he, he shows dead. Yes. Oh my god, dude! And then he coughs off the the water at the end. I mean, I it's like you know, like the two characters. I mean, like Blackguard gets his face blown off. I mean, yeah, you yeah. know, he's not going to be coming back because everybody hates Pete Davidson. Yeah. They were like, they were like, fuck him. They seen him in the movie. People got upset. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. And the other guys, I don't mind him, but people hate him. What was it? TBK? What? Yeah, TDK. TDK. Yeah, he's that smile on there, Nathan. Nathan Fillion. Yeah, I didn't realize it at first. You know, I realized somebody told me exactly, but yeah, he's another one that came in for five seconds of a. That's what it was regulars. Yeah, he's got a. Yeah, that's another character. I was like, they just put him in there to kill him off. Oh yeah, yeah. Hands like that. Yeah. I just wanted to do the little hands. like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, like I said, I I I really liked how and like I said, I think that it really did well, and I think they'll do a sequel. And if anyone from the Suicide Squad pack listens to our podcast, uh. I would love to be in the sequel. I know the character I'd play, okay? The Turtle Man, a Flash villain, okay? Doesn't require any acrobatics, okay? He slows down time, and he's a big, chubby guy, like me. So, if anyone's listening, okay? My name's Alex Hawk. Feel free to hit me up anytime, and uh, I would love to play the Turtle Man in Suicide Squad 2, if anyone's listening. right. That's my Every pitch. couple years, man. Hey, stay positive. He's going to do a Guardians movie before it, probably. Stay positive. You well, yeah, it. yeah. So there's a lot of time for me to try to pitch myself. So if James Gunn is listening, okay, hit me up anytime. 
And and I I would love to play uh, the Turtle Man in Suicide Squad too. Guy's gonna do something besides superheroes too. Pretty oh, yeah. soon. I don't think he's gonna do Guardians and then Suicide Squad too. He'll do something in between. Yeah. I would think. I think he'll produce. That's something. a little. I yeah. think he'll just he may not direct. Those, yeah, he may not. He'll direct, just direct he'll, those big money movies, but he'll produce. Like he, have his hand in something like that Belko experiment movie. Yeah. He produced that, that little horror movie. He did the other one, too. His brother directed, too, right? Brightburn or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, did yeah. Did the brother not direct that one? Hey, but I, there was Three Guns wrote it. I know that. I don't know. They yeah, were all- um, I don't think... Uh, yeah, I think uh, the the guns wrote it, but I don't think that they directed. It. I think they had someone else direct that. Yeah. They just produced. Yeah. They created a third gun just to have three three gun writers <laughs> on on the. Because yeah, I remember being like, "Where did this other gun come from?" When I seen the credits, <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" But, like but uh, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, the thing is that if I mean, if this is as successful as I kind of think it is, mm-hmm. I'm sure DC's like, "Okay, we know you're doing Gone Galaxy 3. You know, do that, but we want you to work on Suicide Squad 2 as soon as you're done with that. I'm yeah. sure that they're that going to be pushing for that because they want... Where's that going? Where's DC going? Any, like, besides that, if they go, if they don't go Suicide Squad, where right. the hell are they going? What do they even have? Yeah, Except for the Batman. Success. They got the Batman. The Batman. Yeah. The Batman. They're, they're pinning their whole futures on Twilight. Yeah. Twilight turned Batman. Yeah. Which I think will work, sadly. I think it'll be excellent. With the new Batman? I, I think the Batman will be good. Uh, I think it'll put the Twilight guy out of Twilight, and he'll... I have been enjoying the Twilight guy in the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I, think he'll really, I think this will be what will put him, kind of like when DiCaprio finally shed Titanic and yeah. went to the next level. This might be what finally puts that guy over the limit. I knew that Batman. Same thing with the Zoe Kravitz. I'm a big fan of Zoe Kravitz. I'm interested to see an actual role. She's never had a role to actually display whether she has any talent. Yeah. So yeah. it'd be interesting to see if she has any talent or if she just looks good. Like I said, I think that, that I knew that Batman movie would be good from the trailer with the Nirvana song. As soon as I see I got you get the whole vibe. You get the whole vibe of what it's going to be when you hear that Nirvana song over the imagery. Because it's like a grungy, dark, you know, it's going to have that vibe to it. Well, that director is, yeah, he's got, really yeah, he's, it will definitely be dark. It's definitely dark for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, I think, I think it was really well done and I think that, uh, I can't wait to see, see a sequel and I hope that they, they do what they did with the first one where they just like, here's money, James, do what you do best. Because, I mean, obviously, the way James Gunn does does films and all that, especially when Unleashed, is exactly what Suicide Squad needs. So if they want to keep on making money, just let them do his thing. I also feel like they're gonna they're thinking that they might dump more money into it because they think by the time that it comes out, COVID will be long gone, so the theaters will be back bumping. So I think they're gonna invest a lot in the in the idea of that. Yeah. So they get. I'd, I'd be very curious to see the the, the outcome of part like two. Yeah, I, I do think they're thinking like that because no. they got to put their money somewhere. Who else they gonna like you just said? Who else they gonna give their money to? Yeah, see where the winter goes first. I, winter uh, Soldier. Oh God. <laughs> Woo! I, I did not. Uh, I'm with Hawk on that. I'm not watching Loki. I'm not watching Winter Soldier. They can take Marvel TV and shove it up. It's Wandavision. That's what they can do with that <laughs> shit. I made ten minutes in one division, and I thought that that's that's ten minutes too much. Ten minutes too much, man. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with that. 
And that yeah. leads into the, the new, Wanda Sykes show. It's supposed to lead into the new Doctor Strange, so I'm supposedly going to have to watch it. Well, yeah, Raimi directed that, didn't he? You no, know, yeah. the whole joke is something happened with the director of Doctor Strange during COVID. I don't oh, know. no. Raimi was not the original director, no original writer. Raimi jumped in to save a project. Uh, I hope he did Most well. likely, I like, Ron Howard via Solo is the vibe I'm getting, and yeah. somebody else, yeah, this likelihood is 20% to 30. I, I, something was shot on this movie to a point where they brought in... It's a big movie to take to yeah. switch up directors like that. Well, that's that uh, Han Solo one was huge. I forget the two guys that did it, but uh, they did almost like 70% of that movie. And then they decided, yeah, we don't we don't want to go this route. <laughs> they canned him and brought in Ron Howard to try to... That's awful. Try to save it. That's the Kasdan boys, actually. Both father and son what, are the, the reason that happened. Which ones? The Kazdans. The... You know, the guys that wrote Empire. I forget what else he directed. Florence Kazdan. He wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, okay. He wrote Empires of the... The boy did um, the Jumanji movies, I believe. Huh. That's his new claim to fame. He directed Jumanji 1 and 2 and wrote it. He's the guy that's supposed to be working on Willow to bring Willow back. Okay. How many you like Willow? Ah, uh, come on. Hey, I, I love the original movie. Um, <laughs> it's a point, buddy. Willow well, is like holy writ in my book, my friend. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is that I'm open to reimaginings, and and I would love to see where they go with it. But I mean, it's well, straight also, sequel, man. Straight sequel. No, re- we, Willow too. Okay, he's just a little older. He's still alive, man. Yeah. Val Kilmer, yeah. Val Kilmer's got a new doc out I want to check out. Mad Mardigan got mad. Did you see him? Have you seen poor Val Kilmer? Yeah, Val Kilmer. I've seen him, yeah. I I know he had throat cancer, and and, he came back from that, but I don't know whether he... I believe they took the whole throat box out and everything. Oh, jeez. He had the full, whatever they call it, the... The trach thing? Yeah, because he wears the... Scarf. He wears the scarf now, so I believe he's got a full trach. Where's that gator? But, oh, but yeah, the Kazdans, so basically, yeah, the joke was that they wanted to write a movie together, so Kazdan, father and son, after Kazdan, father, wrote the brand new Star Wars 4 or whatever and brought Star oh. Wars back, had so much clout that they just said, yeah, write a Han Solo movie with your son and we'll make it no matter what. And they, and they made it and then they decided halfway through that they didn't like how their script was being made. It was too much of a comedy. So they were like, now we please fire this director and get finished this some other way. That's power. Usually, the the he writer lose got, everything when, once you after you turn in the script, they yeah. fucking forget you exist. Usually, oh, you got a name, Cass, but I got yeah. the big name. You write Empire and you write Raiders of the Lost Ark. I guess you can do. You got some claim, you want, man. man. Yeah. yeah. But but yeah, generally movies that are, are shot and then are finished by another director end up Alan Alan Smithy level, my Smithy, friend. Yeah. Uh, Raiders of Four Bloodline. Let's um, get an outside reference to a great <laughs> great Lost flick. That's right. I like Bloodline. It's better. Uh, well, let me put it to you this way. When was the last time you watched Bloodline? It's been like 10 years, baby. It might have a very similar effect to the Garbage Pail Kids movie. Ah, that's horrifying. Well, I remember I loved Bloodline, too, as a VHS. I thought, I was like, wow, this yeah. is better than Hellraiser 3. I was like, this is excellent. Well, let me put it to you this way. Last When I watched it, the last time, it felt like Hellraiser... What was seven? I don't even remember. What was seven? Debtor? Hellseeker. No. Debtor? No, Hellseeker was six. I remember vividly Hellseeker was six. That's good, Heather Lawrence. Five was Inferno that had Nightbreed. Nightbreed, Craig Schaefer there. He was in Inferno. Yeah. So six was Hellseeker. 
Seven was Deader, I believe. Deader than Dead World? Was there a Dead World? No, one? Dead. The last one is Hell World. Is it uh, not? I gave you a It's eight, the, the one with Lancey Boy, and they're on the <laughs> it's internet. It's the internet age. Yeah, yeah, the internet in the house. And then that was it, I believe, for Doug Bradley. Yeah, that was the last one he did. Then they revelations. did the, the new one with another pinhead. That, that was bad news. But yeah, I remember thinking, yeah, this that movie was excellent. And the last time I watched, I don't even believe they put they did not put um, that in the Scarlet Box that Arrow put out a couple years ago. No, because I believe it's still it was in the it's in a dimension battle. That movie came out with whatever the Dimension Movie Company. That's after whoever put out the first. What three. revelations or the. No, uh, Bloodline, the fourth uh, one. Yeah, I think you're right. So uh, that's why I wasn't in that box. But yeah, it was a letdown. It was a big letdown with the whole spaceship at the end. It was like, wow, this is worse yeah. than Critters 4, man. And yeah, I remember loving Critters 4, too, at one point. Yeah. But the whole watching movies from our youth that go into space compared to movies we watch now, it had to have been really good because it looks, it doesn't hold up. It's like Shoot. Jason X. Oh, God. Jason X is another oh. It's one of those sign of the time movies. Sign of the time. You go through space, Leprechaun 4. Oh. Whenever they go to space, it gets troublesome. It gets cold, extra cold in space. Yeah. I would be an amp to see that, too. Of course. Leprechaun 4 going, yeah. Of course, because we're younger and we go, this is going to be fun. Hey, Matt. Hey, Matt. Dude. Unfortunately, I gotta go. I just can't. Well, I'm gonna wrap. We're gonna wrap it up. I got. Okay. I need to record because okay. you're recording, right? All right, ready? Yeah. All right. Well, that was our review on James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. We hope you all enjoyed it. Uh, we'll catch you all in the next episode of the Boombastic Cast reviews. Mm-hmm.